Blog Talk Radio. And guess what? <laughs> We're actually going to start the show. Oh, there we go. Let's start it. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs theme music? The <laughs> <laughs> cutting room floor. I have a, it's not even Friday the 13th. You know, I, you try new methods. You try stuff. You know, I looked and screen freezes. You know, on our end, you know, computers aren't the perfect end-all, be-all to everything. I will tell you that now. And just as when the show goes on, normally we do this another way, and then screens freeze up, and then nothing wants to work. But we're up and running, I swear to you, and it is Friday. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. I am LeVar, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Barry. What's going on? (laughs) How are you? I'm doing okay. Well, at at least I know everything is right because you're here. And um, (laughs) at least for now, you haven't been uh, been cut off, but uh, we're all here. But, yeah, I'll just go uh, silent later on. You'll freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll well, I'll know because I know if your screen is up and then I know if I didn't pause it, I know you're still there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, everybody. As usual, uh, we are here every Friday. Now, for the last few weeks, we've actually been having a little fun here at 10 o'clock uh, in the evening time. I didn't want to give away, like, Olympic stuff to make you guys watch because it's, it's, well, that stuff's already happened, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Have you been watching the Olympics, by the way? I have been keeping up on some of the Olympics, but I've been cheating a little bit because I uh, get the scores ahead of time. Uh, So I know who wins and loses. It's the, you know, certain things you like to see. You know, you could say, you know, they won with a double front layout twist pike tucked to a layover. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it sounds more like X Games that does the Olympics. <laughs> I, know, right? I don't know what that is, but yay that we won. But then I want to go back and see Michael Phelps out touch, you know, Chen Wa Lu of Indochine Batavia. I don't know. Still called Indochina? <laughs> Never mind. Indochina Batavia? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like a... Aurora, Chicago, Batavia. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of Olympics, you know, while the majority of the swimming world has long focused on Michael Phelps' dog racing, and as such as the dogs there in the background, but while the world has long focused on Michael Phelps, Ryan Locke, who was supposed to be the big thing this year, He's beginning to catch the eye of the media, but for the wrong reasons. Now, you know, it is natural with everything in pop culture media today. Questions always come out as to who's dating who or if they're seeing anybody. And rumors have linked Ryan to R&B singer uh, Kay Michelle and Australian swimmer Blair Evans. But his mother squashed any rumors this week with a startling revelation in which I was a little bit disturbed. 
that, and I quote, he goes out on one-night stands. He's not able to give fully to a relationship because he's always on the go. Now, upon hearing that, first of all, I think I'd be a little bit horrified that my mother is putting out my business, and not only my business, but my sexual business out there in the media. But I guess I'm going to ask you a two-part question first. One, uh, your thoughts on this article, and two, if you were interested in someone who was busy and only wanted one-night stands, would you? No. So I'll answer the second one first. If I was interested that much, then no, I wouldn't want a one-night stand. However, I do understand people being busy, so that's one thing. The other, <laughs> the other thing is I would be horrified too because that means my mom knows. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was so disturbed by that because I was like, not only is mom – Mom was kind of like, you know, it sounded like his business manager. You know, and it was kind of like, oh, well, he's too busy. He has one-night stands. This isn't a business manager. This is his mom. And, it, and she didn't, like, say, you know, hey, you know, I want him to settle down. Too busy for a relationship. Yeah. You know, it's just like, no, he's too busy for that stuff. So one-night stands are nothing. <laughs> it sounded like somebody's pimp. <laughs> Maybe she is. Maybe she's the one that's hooking him up. I, I I don't know, but I mean, in this world in which we're all busy, and I, like I said, you've already answered your question. I I would think that. In the sad thing about this, though, is that I know that that's not going to stop a lot of young ladies from wanting to be a part of that one night stand. And it's just I I I don't know. It's, I was speechless when I saw that article this week. But uh, uh, yeah, I. I, I <laughs> I'm still stuck on the fact that moms are pimps. I mean, he's a, a good-looking guy. I'm not gonna. Uh, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, obviously he's in shape because he's, you know, in the Olympics. But most people have seen kind of what he's packing. Have you seen what they wear? Uh, I I I've seen it, and I don't. And okay, I don't, don't Yeah, and I don't know if anybody has an answer for your question yet about the women's uh, beach volleyball. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Nobody has come up with a good one. <laughs> but you I know think what, men though? should go shirtless and have to wear those itty-bitty Speedos that the divers wear that are barely cover up butt crack. I'm just saying. No. The outfits of the Olympics this year just have got me floored. <laughs> but we'll leave that for another time. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I don't know if we'll leave that for Sunday night or, if we're, or we'll leave that for next <laughs> going to ask you a different question outside of that. Do you have a gaggle? Yes, I actually do have a gaggle. We discussed this. Yes, we did. You have to uh, preempt this article with what we discussed, though. Uh, yeah, well, what happened was that an article came up on uh, Sean.Yahoo, and we talked about it, and this was a conversation that Mary and I had a long time ago, and it was about having a group of people uh same sex, or not same sex, but different sex, that are opposite sex, yes, that are your friends. And for years, I know that other people have the same thing. Like, you know, it's kind of almost like, uh, I want to say, like that new television show, New Girl. You know, Zoe Deschanel, 
you know, she pretty much hangs around with the guys in her apartment. It's not an apartment full of girls. Of course, she has a girlfriend, but she lives somewhere else. So most of the time, you're going to see her around her gaggle, her guy friends, the ones who she's living with. And this article kind of goes into the fact that these uh, women, their authors, Jessica Massa and Rebecca Weigard, uh, and they pretty much describe it as it's the group of guys who you might not be dating but who play different roles or fulfill different needs and help you figure out what you want and what kind of relationship you ultimately desire. And it goes on to say that any time you feel the slightest spark of connection with a guy, no matter how quick or undefined, he's in your gaggle. Everyone's got a different gaggle, but guys in the gaggle typically include the ego booster, the hot sex prospect, and the boyfriend prospect. And they said that traditional dating rules are pretty much over, and there's an interesting uh, video that also goes on in which they kind of talk about it and uh, and how they've kind of started this gaggle club. But it brings the question to uh, you, your gaggle is a little different. I don't know if there's the hot boyfriend prospect in there, so to say, but uh, if, well, I'm going to put it this way, and I'm going to put the question out there, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Of course, we talked about a gaggle in regards to women. Is it good, or would it ever work for a guy to have a gaggle of women without someone getting jealous or someone being catty? I, I think that men do but not as extensively as women do. I think men don't cultivate those relationships as much as women tend to. Now, I'm not saying that they don't. I know plenty of men that have, I wouldn't call them a gaggle at that point. I would call them like a harem. Um, <laughs> you know, there's the wifey, there's the girlfriend, there's the one-night stand. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there's, Different. They do. There are lots of people that have groups of people they surround themselves with that fulfill specific roles in their life, and although their definition of gaggle really kind of it's not good enough for me, I understand where they're coming at it because just the way they talk about it is any person that you have a spark with of the opposite sex is part of now your gaggle. I don't think it is. It's got to be the group you surround yourself with, and everybody's got a group. And I'm not saying the core group because the core group is completely different. There's mm-hmm. the core group, and then there's you know the semi-core group, and then there's the, the the bigger group that you tend to surround yourself with, and those people are your gaggle. But I wouldn't call them a gaggle for men. But I think men do have that that group of women that they can rely on, that they go to to fulfill a certain need or what have you. Um, the friend, the, the the women's perspective, the girlfriend prospect, the you know the person I want to that has all the um, qualities that I want in my wife, but am not attracted to in the physical sense, or you know whatever the case may be. I think they have that as well. I think every human being has something to that effect, especially now. Uh, and maybe you know back in the fifties, no, not as much. But definitely now in the social media age with the technology and the instant communications that we can continue to have with people, you know, and and still be connected with people across the globe. Well, I'll put the question out there because, you know, in regards to gaggles, but is there a time limit on these gaggles? Because, well, uh, what I mean by that is that 
okay, if you have that gaggle, you have those, quote, people that you have a spark with, but say there is someone outside of that gaggle who you have an even bigger spark with. Things begin to work, things begin to really work well, and then you're dating. What happens with that gaggle? Because I'm pretty sure as a guy, and I'm going to say this now, uh, ladies, if you still have a gaggle and you have a boyfriend, I almost guarantee that 97, 98% of him is going to wish that you did not have that gaggle any longer. <laughs> um, just as I'm sure that a high percentage of women would want their guy to get rid of their female gaggle, or at least diminish it to some point as to where there's not that hottie in the group and there's not that um, that. Well, no, I, I don't think so. I, I you think don't that. Think so? No, not with the women, at least. I mean, maybe maybe it's just because I'm strange and weird and unique in that way. But <laughs> if I was with someone um, mm-hmm. and they were jealous of my gaggle, I would I would hope they would tell me and not just sit there and, and dwell on it. But I would want them to try and assimilate into my gaggle, and I would make sure that my gaggle knew this was the person I'm with. It's all about that communication, that this is the person I'm with, and you need to respect that role that that person's playing. Whereas with women, they want to be assimilated in and given the top spot. They need to know that they're top dog. I know that for a fact. So what you're telling me is that if Charlize Theron was in my gaggle, (laughs) and you knew in the past that I had a thing for Charlize, but I just didn't want to... uh, pursue anything, you would allow her to still continuously be in my gaggle? As long as she knew I held the top spot. Implicitly. I mean, to the point of you wouldn't talk to her without me around. Uh, Or that you would make sure that, like, honestly, short of tattooing my name on you, which is the kiss of death anyway, but short of that, I mean, carving my name into your chest with a knife I'm saying that's how you have to make sure that I am top dog, and that reassurance may stop you from talking to people in your gaggle because it's easier to get rid of them than it is to continually reassure me that I've got the top spot. So So in a roundabout way, you might get that where you have to lose part of your gaggle, but I really think it's just coming down to you have to be able to reassure your person, whoever that is, at any point in time they've got that top spot and that, Everything that happens in the gaggle is completely separate and completely down the line, and it has nothing over you. So if you if you had Charlize Theron in your gaggle, and you wanted to be with Charlize but just didn't work out and you didn't pursue it, and then you started dating me and we had a great great thing going, and you said, you know, you got the top spot, you you are it, you are my girlfriend, you are you know, this is what I want, but and you made it clear to everybody else in your gaggle, including Charlize. <laughs> So what you're saying is that in your own womanly way. We would somehow get you to stop having your gaggle without actually telling you you need to stop having your gaggle. Pretty pretty much. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. But there are something, like like I said, but I'd need to be reassured that I had the top spot. This is it. This is the person I'm with. So it's me, or if there's somebody in there that's a threat, we phase them out. That's what you're saying. (laughs) I'm saying that men are fixers. So men tend to go the easy the, the path of least resistance, and the path of least resistance sometimes is just cutting that out. But I think that women would be able to handle it if a couple of things. One, if they're a good woman. But two, 
if they were reassured that that, that top spot is mine. That that gaggle is just a gaggle. Interesting. Interesting way of putting that. Uh, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, women. Yeah, I know we're but, I, but, it. I, but I love the way. We are very, love, we are very good manipulators. I'll say because I love the way that you went around that question in which you said, no, 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 I don't have a problem with your gaggle. But if I'm not number one, I just phase them out. I just, I <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that if I was not number one that I'd, I'd phase them out. You would because you take the path of least resistance. It would well, be more annoying to keep if, me happy than it would be to just phase out your gaggle. Well, what if there were some guys who were just like hard-headed or bull-headed like that and didn't want to phase out their gaggle and said, hey, the gaggle stays? <laughs> if I'm a good woman and I know that I'm reassured every time I need to be reassured at the top spot, then I would quit them. As soon as I wasn't reassured, then it would start a fight. <clears throat> I could We're go insecure. a lot. This, this conversation could go a lot of different ways. Off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it I'm could. Not, I'm not going to go. But there. my gaggle <laughs> usually contains my gaggle contains a lot of questionable characters. Uh. <laughs> My gaggle will will make most most men blush, so uh. <laughs> I'm okay with my gaggle at this point. My gotcha. gaggle flock. Yeah, yes, your gaggle flock. <laughs> gotcha. Well, ma'am, you are a uh, great fan of the movies, correct? I am a fan. I wouldn't call myself great. Uh, you watch them, correct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you don't buy like the bootleg barbershop copies of a movie. You actually go I to the movie. I might if it's worth it. <laughs> 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 you know, step up 3D. That's a barbershop we, copy right we, there. We, we were trying not to admit that on air. But yes. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> we're all good here. <laughs> Nothing Kelly. good here. Um, but interesting news this week is that Sight and Sound has released its once-per-decade international film critics poll to determine the best films ever. And for the first time in 50 years, Citizen Kane is not at the top of the list. Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo will now spend the next 10 years being known as the greatest movie of all time. Now, the magazine, which is published by the British Film Institute, has polled 846 film critics and experts from around the globe to determine the ranking. And... Uh, it notes uh, at THR.com that Vertigo was a mere five votes behind Citizen Kane when the poll was conducted in 2002. So now here we are ten years later, the classic defeated Kane by 34 votes, a 39-vote swing. And, of course, Citizen Kane, if you do not know who it was directed by and starring, you really need to uh, get out from under a rock. Um, but the rest of the top ten greatest films in that list was Vertigo, of course, at number one, Citizen Kane, then Tokyo Story from 1953, Le Regal de Jeu in 1939, Sunrise, A Song for Two Humans from 1927, 2001, A Space Odyssey, The Searchers, Man with a Movie Camera, The Passion of Joan Arc, and Eight and a Half, uh, Fellini's uh, masterpiece there. So I leave the question now to you. And if you had a vote... And someone gave you the authority to name the top five greatest movies of all time. And I'm actually going to put you on the spot here, because at first I think I told you that it was going to be, uh, we weren't going to count order of appearance. But I'm actually going to say, if you had the top five movie list of all time, 
what would it be? Oh, geez, you're going to put me on the spot. All right. Um, I agree a little bit with the list. I think that Citizen Kane is, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going to name off my top three. Citizen Kane, Vertigo, and then my third was, um, oh, my God, I just had it and I lost it. I told you earlier, tell me again. <laughs> uh, Citizen Kane, did you say 2001? No, Grapes of Wrath. There we go. <laughs> oh, Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. I would say Citizen Kane, Vertigo, and Grapes of Wrath. Um, I hate all three of those movies. I find them boring, and I don't like them at all. However, they were very in- influential, and on top of that, they are very well known across the globe. Um, I don't really like them, though. But that would be my three, my top three. Um, then it would round out with Wizard of Oz. And um, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. (laughs) And and the reason for the last two, I grew up on those kinds of movies. They had special effects that were not really well-known. Granted, now they look cheesy. Um, But there's other ones that I really wish I could put in there, like The Abyss. I really wish I could put that in there. I really wish I could have put in, like, Snow White, um, just for the animation portion of it. Um, there's a lot of different ones that I wish I could put in the top five, but those would be my top five. Honorable mention. Well, we have a better honorable mention, but that's that's where I'm sitting. And, uh, and unfortunately, I'm not well-versed enough in the international films to be able to pull those out and say, yeah, these would be my international favorites. So top five American films. We'll do it that way. And somehow, some way. She left off, um, I teased her earlier because I said she left off Ishtar. Uh, she <laughs> left off. <laughs> There's a few that I would love to have on. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Come on. I, I know Clue. Blues Brothers Airplane. I love and it, Clue. Yeah. And it, and it pained me that I had to, now I would have to say if I had a top ten, it pained me that one movie that I left off, and it would have been right up there, would have been Twelve Angry Men. And it oh yeah, not, that's a good one too. Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke, yes. And it, it it was not in my top five. Mm-hmm. And I put as my top five of all time. At number one, I put Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Number two, Wizard of Oz. Very nice. Number three, Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. Citizen Kane came in at number four. Mm -hmm. And then at number five, I felt that there was no movie, or if you were going to think of a movie from this era, something that changed in its own way and a little bit animation-wise, this was very, very tough. And I'm going to tell you the movie that I left off first. The movie that I left out of that list was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason why, and I know people are going to laugh when they hear that, but think about it. Really up until that point, animation really hadn't been done big time in a movie, especially live action like that in animation, like if not ever, years or touch. Mm-hmm. But the movie that I went with was actually an animation film, but different and because it started a spawn of animation like it. And I put Toy Story. Mm. As my number gotcha. five pick. Yeah, like the computer animated. Yeah, 
And I think that 50 years from now, I think that Toy Story will be one of those movies that quickly moves up that list, only because before then there was nothing seen like that, and now every movie that pretty much is out is pretty much the carbon copy of what Toy Story was. So I'm actually going with that. Now, there's a lot of good movies, I think, recently that could make that list, like Lord of the Rings could have made that list. Uh, You know, it, it just... Even the Matrix movies yeah, with their yeah, yeah, stop animation and their their um what do you call it? not animation but the the special effects for like the bullet bullet special effects bullet time you could, even, you could even say you know a Christmas story could make that list because everyone watches that now um, yeah it, it just there's so much stuff in there and actually I think Mary and I both agreed that we would give an honorable mention to Debbie Does Dallas absolutely. <laughs> That should be on the list. I don't care if it's questionable. Everybody knows that movie. Yeah, think about it. If there's a movie worldwide that is known, that people know from every different country, it is Debbie Does Dallas. And even beyond that, everybody knows about the movie. Yeah. And they make fun of it. (laughs) And it spawned a generation. Come on. It made porn mainstream. It, It certainly did. Thanks to the actors <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got such great hits like Porky. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who can forget Animal House? Animal House. Animal House. Good. You know? Oh my God, there's a lot yeah. of good movies out there. Uh, a lot of good older movies. I, I'm I tend to be in the um, 70s, 80s, and 90s at this point. Um, the 2000s have kind of been disappointing for me. Um, yeah. Only because. A lot of it's remakes. A lot of it's redos. You know, like I, re- I want to remake this now that I've got the, the technology to do it. Well, and now it you're just ruining the fact that the first one was really good. Yeah, you know, it and you're, help. you're like, oh, it could have been better with this technology. Yeah, it could have been better, but you did it at a time when you didn't have the technology, and now you're ruining it. Yeah, and it doesn't really help when you're trying to put singers who can't act in movies, i.e., Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Who could forget glitter? But um, I did. <laughs> I know. I did. And then those people that are trying to act and be, you know, and then using their relationships to boost them up, i.e., uh, Geely or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. That Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh there's, my there's, God. there's a lot we could say we're bad, and I, I think so I was <laughs> being, I'm being disappointed at this point. I mean, there's not very many really original, not movies based on books like, real, original screenplay movies out there. Like, people are going to the people that are coming up with these ideas, these uh, these visionaries that are writing books and rehashing them into a movie. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. Lord of the Rings, that was great. However, that's a classic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> then you have Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. I Mary wouldn't call that a classic by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, Mar- Mary won't admit, though, that she has a copy of from Justin to Kelly in her uh, DVD file, so, yeah. That's <laughs> no, it's VHS. <laughs> VHS, yes. That way I don't have to worry about ever playing it ever again. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave the last story uh, hidden, maybe until next week. It's about reality TV. We won't do that one tonight, but we got a couple of minutes to go. Any shout-outs this week for you, young lady? Uh, no, nothing really. Um, I've been pretty quiet this week. 
Mm-hmm. I've had too much going on. My dad was here. Yay! Mm-hmm. My daughter is back. Yay! Mm-hmm. I have, my life is starting to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Not so much yay, but yay! <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? It's very rare when I do shout-outs this week, but I kind of do a shout-out here, and sadly and sadly, I have to put an asterisk next to this only because of idiots out there. But a shout-out to Gabby Douglas, 16 years old, first African-American female to win the all-around there for gymnastics at the Olympics. And sadly, of course, there are detractors, as always, when someone does well, or as we call them, haters in the business. And, of course, those out there who want to hate on her hairstyle or how she looks, which is such a ridiculous thing when you are looking at how the person is instead of what the person has accomplished. Gabby put in hard work and a lot of time to do what she did, and I am proud no matter if she had a mohawk, if she had a bald head, or if she had her hair spray-painted red, white, and blue, she is out there representing the United States, and they should see it as such, and she should be appreciate it as such. So way to go, Gabby. And that's my shout-out this week. And Bravo uh, to Gabby. Yes, bravo. Yeah, big we, bravo. Yep, and with that, Clock on the Wall is telling us our time is up. This time goes quick. Oh, no, we don't we have, like, 60 seconds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's 60 seconds, but if you got you got anything to add in 60 seconds. <laughs> Nothing that won't start a war. Uh-oh. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. We need to talk about the Olympic outfits. I, you know what? You know, I think I sh- you should come back Sunday night. I think we will actually talk about that on uh, upon further review. Maybe maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday night. Maybe we'll have a panel discussion here. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if Mary shows up Sunday. But <laughs> thanks all of you for listening. For Mary, I'm Lavar. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you on Sunday for upon further review, and back here next week for the cutting room. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.